The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hey, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is Kate Buck Jr. You may know her as one of the most prominent figures in social media management. She released a course a couple of years ago called Let's Get Social. And that was one of the inspirations for me getting into social media management myself all those years back and was the the first way that I made money online. So I'm really excited and honoured to be talking to Kate today. Go to kbjonline.com. Dot com to find out more about her. And Kate, thank you very much for coming on the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Kate, how did you get into social media management? Um, well, um, so as the, as the story goes, it's kind of funny to tell it um, still so many years later, but uh, I was teaching dance um, around the year 2005 and um, I was asked to I was asked to join a company and and help answer emails. I was basically in a in a customer support role, having had zero experience online specifically, but having a ton of you know kind of computer and 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 common sense savvy around um, around the internet. And I worked on that project for a long time um, until I got the dreaded peak slip. I don't know if you've ever gotten one of those before, but it was kind of a scary day um, from a, you know, nice cushy corporate job to uh, a situation where I was not knowing what I was going to do next. At this point, I had quit teaching and was, you know, working at the, um, in my corporate job full time. And um, I just, I had kind of decided that I would uh, look for a job maybe doing the same thing for an online community that I had been doing. And, um, one of those things was um, everyone had told me that I should get started looking on Twitter for jobs. So I started networking on Twitter, trying to find a, someone who would hire me to maybe, um, you know, work um, on their website or in their, you know, marketing department with, with little or no, you know, actual skills to bring to the table. And, you know, um, I, lo and behold, I, I bumped into my very first client. Um, doing uh, just that by networking and you know I, I didn't know what social media management was that's what we're calling it now but uh, but they hired me as as their social media assistant um, at that time and I started you know helping uh, grow their presence and really word just kind of spread from there but that's really how I got into it uh, to start off with. so why would you recommend to other people getting into social media management as a business well, first of all, um, you know, the biggest thing about social media management right now is, you know, I read an article uh, probably probably around the time that I, I went out on my own and started my own business that said um, something to the effect of, you know, in five years, um, here's a list of the jobs that, uh, you know, every business will fill this role, uh, these roles, um, every business on the planet will fill these roles. Um, and social media management or community management, as it's sometimes called, you know, was one of the 
one of the job descriptions on there. And, you know, whether people want to get into social media management as a business or whether they want to get hired, um, there's just every business, it's, it, we're getting to the point where it's just like having a website, right? Mm -hmm. Every business needs to have a website, needs to have an online presence, um, just as much as they need to have a telephone number. Um, and social media is, become, is the next kind of evolution of that. Social media is the new telephone number. Social media is the new website. So, uh, you know, that's really why, why I recommend is because there is a demand for, um, for social media managers in all kinds of capacities. So the benefit of doing social media management as a business is that not every business needs a full-time in-house uh, social media representation. So there's a demand for all types of skilled individuals to provide social media services in a variety of different kinds of ways. Specifically then, Kate, what kind of tasks does a social media manager take care of for other businesses? So that really, uh, there's a wide range there from whether we're talking about somebody who is um, providing a, a support role all the way up to somebody who's providing a strategic role. So just um, from, a, from a low level of, of being a customer support representative and a reputation management person in social media, that would be, you know, um, um, keeping track of what's being said about a particular business or a particular brand online, you know, using a, a certain set of searches to reading and responding to those mentions to growing the audience and finding new people to connect with, um, all the way to, you know, building out custom Facebook tabs, uh, you know, custom Facebook pages uh, for clients, and, you know, moving even beyond that into um, blogging and video marketing. I'm, you know, as I'm, as I'm saying them out here, I'm kind of going from very simple tasks that a social media manager com um, completes on a daily basis mm -hmm. all the way up into some of the more strategic things that a social media manager can provide depending on, you know, the, uh, the need of the client and, and, of course, the skill level of the social media manager. Would you say there's still lots of opportunity to get into this market or now that it's a couple of years down the line, it's been around for a little while now, is this market quite saturated already? You know, I get that question quite a bit because, of course, like I was saying a few minutes ago, um, I was saying, you know, a few years ago anyway, that there, there wasn't such a thing as social media management and now it's a thing. So because people here are hearing about it more, you know, the, the impression I, I get from people is that they feel like the market is saturated with social media managers. But there isn't a day that goes by that I don't see one, two, or three opportunities or even um, hear of them myself and help place a social media manager. So, you know, part of it is um, I definitely think that, there, that, the, that the market is not um, saturated. I definitely think that there's more competition. And there's more noise going on in the space, but I think that that's healthy, um, you know, for in any market. So I am, um, you know, I really, I really don't think the market is saturated. And I think, um, I just think that the, the, the game is being played at a higher level now. Absolutely. So there is more competition, but so long as there are businesses out there that don't have a social media strategy working well for them, then there is always going to be a need for social media managers. And obviously there's new businesses starting up all the time anyway. 
Yeah, that is totally correct. And, you know, businesses, uh, you know, they, they're, they're saturated themselves, mm-hmm. uh, inundated, really, with hearing about how they should be on social media and how every commercial on TV has a follow us on Twitter or Facebook. So, you know, more businesses are knowing that this if they're not doing this yet, that it's something that they need to do. And I've also um, gotten kind of a, a recent, uh, more recently I'm getting um, – you know, new clients coming to me that are on social media and maybe had somebody else doing it for them. And now, you know, they're either unhappy with their results or they're ready to try something different. Um, And so I'm kind of seeing this new wave of clients that, you know, maybe have been doing social media themselves or had a social media person doing it. And, and, and they're, you know, they're wanting to optimize the results that they're getting. So, you know, a whole new, world of a, of, of, a, of a type of client that, um, that you know, uh, is, is coming. So just because you feel like somebody has a social media presence already mm-hmm. or they're already doing it themselves or, or they've already got somebody doing it, you know, or you already see them being active there, doesn't necessarily mean that they're not, you know, potential business. So, yes, there's yeah. plenty of work out there um, from, you know, and, and there's plenty of opportunities. It's really about... The, the most again, the healthy competition is really about you know being good at what you do and becoming it, becoming that expert, and then also making sure that you're you know known for that, so that the the clients and the and the referrals gravitate to you versus you having to dig and sell and prove and you know some of those things that um, you know make it harder to get to get. Okay. So if we're just starting out and at this point we don't have a reputation, we're not getting lots of inbound leads, how do we get out there and announce to the world that we are a social media marketing manager? What methods would you use to get new clients when first starting? Well, the first thing that I say is that you are always the representation of your work. Um, you know, when I first got started and I don't you know, maybe I had the benefit of, of there not being so much noise, but when I first got started, my, my biggest asset was just that my presences, you know, my social media profiles and my, and, and my work, I was an example of my work. So I was active and I was consistent and I was engaging and I had a good following and, you know, um, I shared content and I was, you know, helpful and answered questions. And those are all the things that that a good social media presence would have. So while we, while you know, uh, oftentimes um, a new social media manager will say to me that, you know, how are they supposed to get a client when they haven't even had one yet? You know, the first place to start is you are, you know, treat your profiles just as you would a client's. So. Um, so that so that you get the same, you know, so that you portray and. and yourself um, the same way that you would a client very professionally, very consistently, and, and all those things that go along with it. Um, the next thing I would recommend that you do is set up demo pages. So if you can't find um, someone in your personal network, I, always, I like to leverage, I like to say that you should leverage your personal network first because, you know, marketing is a lot about relationships. So when you're starting a new business, you you kind of want to look to where you already have relationships so that you don't have to take time to build those before you get your first client. So that's a great place to look is to your personal network. Um, but if you find that you look there and you and you really don't have that first client, then 
find a nonprofit or find a cause or a or an, a hobby or an activity or something that you enjoy and set up some, you know, demo pages around those hobbies, activities, interests, nonprofits. Because this is a way to show your skills and spend time doing something that you like, getting really good practice, but then they also really work as a demo or example site that you can show to potential clients um, in addition to your profiles as work that you've done. So don't feel like that, you know, um, you have to have a client before you can start, um, before you can start, you know, having examples of your work. You can create those examples without actually having, you know, your first um, paid client. But my, my, um, my best recommendation really for getting new clients is networking. And I know some people are scared of that and they don't like that and, and they don't want to hear it. But I do mean both online and offline. Okay. And a good mixture of networking online, in other words, finding and following and reaching out to new people online, as well as attending educational events and seminars and networking events in your area, um, or, you know, or and even traveling outside of your area, meeting people face-to-face -face is really, you know, the best way to at least meet new clients. And then to actually get those clients is a very simple formula of knowledge and confidence. So if you can just speak to people intelligently about what it is that you do in a confident way, I would say there's a good percentage of the time that those new clients that you're meeting, uh, whether online or off, as long as you can speak intelligently about what you're doing and you're confident in what you have to say, you know, landing that client becomes much easier than someone who's still, you know, really hesitant or scared or not really knowing what to say. So there's just kind of a, a balance or a combination of the two, and I think it takes practice, um, but it's not impossible uh, by any means to get new clients, even if you don't have a lot of, um, you know, experience under your belt and you're not kind of well known already. And how about later down the line, perhaps when you do have some clients, you do now have some cash flow. Traditional business to business marketing methods might include things like telemarketing, email marketing, direct mail, just ways of getting your foot in the door and trying to pitch to another business about your services. Do you recommend those kind of marketing methods as well? Or is that something that for this type of business doesn't work quite so well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, those things definitely work very, very well. Um, you know, um, I just find that when someone's getting, I, I didn't, I just simply didn't mention them. Um, mm -hmm. um, but, but definitely, you know, um, those are, those are ways particularly, you know, you mentioned, for instance, direct mail, um, you know, uh, some some of the more traditional marketing methods are are absolutely 100%. They work. I just find that um, for some reason, and and maybe this is just you know this is just my experience when I'm training new social media managers is they're looking for you know um, very low um, budget. You know you can get started with this business doing nothing. You know with no little or no startup capital. I mean I just had a laptop and an internet connection. Mm -hmm. And you can bum the lap. I mean, you can bum the internet from Starbucks. So, um, and you can really you can even go to the library for the internet connection. I mean, and the computer. But in any case, so so you know, some of the sometimes direct mail. You know, there's there's a little bit of a budget involved with with mm -hmm. doing some of those other kinds of 
of um, marketing, but, but they're absolutely really effective in reaching um, new clients. So if you're a beginner, maybe stick to the free or the low-cost methods, networking and online networking. And then as you start to make money, perhaps you could branch out to those other more expensive methods as well. Okay, moving on. How do we build our credibility as a good social media manager? Because obviously when we're pitching to people, they want to see proof and evidence that you can do what you claim you can do. So how can we do that? How can we prove our credibility and improve our chances of getting future clients? I'm going to go back to, first of all, saying um, that your your profiles and the way that you manage your online presence is going to be the number one um, the number one thing that people are going to look to, the number one indicator of your credibility. Okay. So if you're not able to grow your own presence, and a lot of people say, you know, a lot of my new social media managers kind of get stuck in the rut of sharing um you know, sharing Mashable articles and, you know, following other social media people. And, you know, you have a difficult challenge being, you know, being in the social media business and and trying to grow your business in social media. You'd think it would be easier, but it's almost more challenging, right? Mm -hmm. So how creative you are and how well you grow your presence, to me, is going to be the number one indicator when i'm looking at a social media manager's credibility the first the very 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 first thing i look at is their accounts so again that is super super important now as you're landing your first clients you know the best way to build your credibility is obviously do a really good job for those clients be careful that you don't overpromise and and or overcharge right so in the beginning um you want to make sure that what you're promising you'll do for them is exactly things that you feel confident that you know how to do and can deliver um, to them. And don't don't overpromise. You know, I'll get you thousands of followers, and you know, all of this kind of thing. You know, um, make sure that you're just really specific because that way, at the end of the day, you have happy clients because they've they've paid for a service that they feel like they've gotten the results. You know, they've gotten the deliverables and they feel like they paid a fair price for it. And at the end of the day, to me, that has made, that that to me has made the happiest clients, which have then referred and referred and referred and referred. And, you know, four years later, here I am talking to you guys. So, so there's that. And then the other thing that I would say, kind of separate from, you know, do what you say you're going to do and, and not being crazy and over-promising and all that is, um, to get out and speak and be a figure in your community. So while it is possible to be a social media manager and kind of be behind the scenes, the truth is the the more you're out there speaking um, to, to small groups, um, doing telesummits and interviews just like this one about different aspects of social media, um, you know, creating partnerships with other people that have audiences, basically, mm-hmm. uh, you're really not going to ever establish that kind of expert credibility that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So you need to, you know, you need to, um, it's very easy to um, kind of get on the, on the, in the scene of, of all that stuff to find conferences that you can submit suggested talks to, to reach out to your local business community meetups and offer to speak on different um, social media topics, 
um, create your own telesummit or webinar series or find other people who are doing that and, and offer to speak or get a few friends together. But being out there in the public, you know, is by far to me the, the best way um, after your, you know, your own presence to establish and start building your credibility as a social media manager. Is this type of business a business that is easily scalable or is there a point where you can only take on so much work? For example, let's say as a social media manager, you got 15 new clients and that took up all of your time each and every day. Is that the end? Have you hit the limit there or is there a way that you can scale this? Well, it is scalable and you kind of need to decide for yourself and you know, maybe you need to decide in the beginning or at some point you need to decide for yourself, is this... Um, something that you're just doing for yourself in your spare time or are you doing this um, even as a job you know where you're kind of creating a job for yourself or are you interested in running a business because that really answers the scalability question I definitely think um, that this is a business that's scalable because you can easily find other social media managers um, to outsource um, or, or share you know the work with um, and it's virtual, so, you know, I mean, you know, we could create a partnership where I get new clients and you do the work, and then I can go on and do other things. Um, there is, it is definitely scalable, but, you know, I have to decide for myself, um, is, it, is this something, do I want to be doing all of the, you know, tasks and the daily work for each of my clients and be a service provider, or do I want to run a business? of service providers and that's really the difference it's not scalable if you're just running it yourself however it doesn't it still doesn't mean that there's a limit you know when I say it's not scalable that doesn't necessarily mean there's a limit on your income Mm -hmm. because you still have the opportunity to work as little or as much as you want and you can charge as little or as much as you want as long as obviously the market will bear it so that you actually have clients so to me it really comes down to a personal choice um, the answer to the you know this this scale question is it's definitely possible that the question is how much work do you want to take on and um, you know or would you prefer you know to outsource it um, you know when you get to that point a lot of the 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 introspection needs to be on how vested and how interested you are in being a manager you know. Um, knowing that, you know, the, the results produced are now dependent on someone else's work and you have to manage and, you know, so there's all these running, running a business type questions that you have to start asking yourself uh, when you start thinking about scaling. So if you're doing it yourself, you sit there at your computer and you carry the work out yourself each day. If we were getting other people to do it, you're outsourcing it somehow or maybe you've even gone down the road of employing people in-house. Does project management then become very important? Because obviously each day there's certain tasks that need to be done for your clients. So does it get a little bit complicated now or is it just a case of making sure that you've got a good project management system in place that keeps it all flowing nicely? Well, I think even if it's just yourself and you don't, you're not, you haven't decided to scale, I still think project management is essential okay. because you've got daily tasks for your clients, you've got weekly tasks, monthly tasks, quarterly tasks, and you may have more or um, more than one client to remember and kind of organize all that for. 
And then on top of that, you have to remember that you're then still a business owner. So you've got to do marketing for yourself. You've got to do, you know, there's administrative things. You've got to do your billing. Uh, you know, um, you've got to do your, um, you know, your taxes and, you know, your mileage and all of that stuff. And if you're a type A um, overachieving perfectionist like I am, you know, you can't go a minute without following that according to a <laughs> plan. So when it was just me, my project management really consisted of like checklists. So I had daily checklists for each of my clients, um, weekly checklists, monthly and quarterly checklists for so I could keep track of what tasks I was doing for what clients. Um, and of course, my, my calendar, along with the project management, you know, your my digital calendar is I live and die by that thing. So, you know, keeping everything sort of what I need to do when blocked off in my calendar and time for calls with my clients. So it was very easy project management when it was just me. And really when I scaled and you move to a team, I mean, project management is essential. Um, so we just use a, you know, an online software to manage our projects. And kind of, uh, you know, all of that work I had done to make checklists for myself and, and all of that, they, they just really kind of passed over. Now my VAs, you know, now my social media managers use those daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly checklists. And so I don't really have to look at those so much, um, but we have, you know, weekly check-ins and um, periodic calls with the team. But, yes, project management becomes becomes really important, especially as you scale, because you're depending on other people to, you know, fulfill a task that ultimately, if they don't do it, it, it looks bad on you, yeah. not them. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you know, you have to keep your finger on the pulse of what they're doing, and, and project management is um, the best way to do it. As a matter of fact, I even have gotten to the point where I have a project manager. Uh -huh. who manages the VAs, so now I don't have to do the daily, weekly um, spot checks on them. I don't have to, you know, do all of that. Is now we have an account manager that, you know, is the liaison between the client and the, and the virtual assistant. So I'm even one more step, you know, removed. So that definitely proves it's a scalable business. Absolutely. So what sort of money can a social media manager make, Kate? It, that's a it depends question, and I, I, maybe um, I, I get flagged a lot for being an it depends answerer, but um, but I, I, there's all types of factors to be included. So you can make anywhere from, you know, um, I have some students that charge as little as, you know, $200 a month to manage social media for a single client all the way on up to, you know, I mean, um, I, I have a, a friend that is in the social media management business, mm -hmm. uh, and they have a, a, a multi, um, well, they're probably, probably in the mid, mid um, six figures, mid to high six figure business, because they've chosen to scale, they have 10 community managers, they have account managers, they have, you know, a graphic design department, and they have this whole you know, ecosystem that they've built. So really, um, what sort of money can a social media manager make? I would say on average, most of my social media managers make um, around the, you know, 
four to five thousand dollars a month, maybe, maybe a little less, maybe a little bit more, but somewhere in there where they, if they have a good three or four clients and they're working the business themselves, you know, they make, they, they have replaced their monthly income and they're working from home, you know, full time. And that's probably the median or the average in there of what my typical social media manager that's doing this full time mm-hmm. is, making. you know, somebody who's doing it part time is probably making somewhere between, you know, um, a thousand, fifteen hundred, maybe two thousand dollars a month at the most. And they're kind of doing it in their spare time or after work or, you know, just for extra income. Uh, it really kind of depends, again, on that decision that you make of um, how you want to fit your business into your life. So it can be a great part-time income for sure. Uh, and that is really inspiring stuff. And then obviously, if you're currently working a job and you don't like it, you want to get out of it and you want to do this full time, then to make that transition, you first of all start part time. And then once you're making enough money to go full time, you quit your job and focus on the business full time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how um, several of my students have gotten started. And um, and it's, so it's the kind of thing, you know, one thing to be to think about in that is it really depends. It, it, see, there I go again, you know, on how your current job situation is. So, if you know, when you're at your current job that, you know, you can kind of um, you can schedule things to post during the day and on your lunch hour, you can, you know, from your mobile or your iPad, you can, you know, do a little bit of engagement and then you can work on, you know, some tasks in the evenings, like growing the followers. If that's something that, you know, is kind of workable, then that's how I see it really working for people who are wanting to, um, who are in a, in a, currently in a job and want to um, eventually transition into this full time. So they sort of schedule a lot of things to happen during the day using a lot of automated systems, which is perfectly acceptable as long as you can, you know, peek and check a couple times, you know, at least once during the day to respond to anything. So if you've got that kind of uh, flexibility, I, I definitely see this is something you could start with and transition to later. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're, if you're, you know, um, if you don't sort of have a little bit of that, a little bit of flexibility and your day is completely blocked off between, you know, 9, you know, 8 a.m. and 7 p.m., um, and you can't ever, you know, get to something to do aside. This isn't the same type of online business where you could work, you know, completely not when other people are online and still have the same kind of successful results for your clients. Like a, a search engine optimization person, somebody who does SEO, can, you know, work at 2 a.m. and still produce the same result for their client. You have to keep in mind this is real-time. Yeah. It's a real-time conversational business, so... You know, you'll have to, you know, be there occasionally when, um, you know, when business is happening. Kate, thanks so much for sharing this information with us today. If we're interested in pursuing social media management as a business or as a career, perhaps, where can we go to get in touch with you? Um, yeah, well, I've got kind of an introduction to what it is to being a Facebook marketing manager. And this would be like... if. You know, a lot of the part-time folks that we're talking about that may just want to take on one or two extra clients and earn a little bit of extra income, you know, part-time per month. Um, That is available if you go to my website, which is kbjonline.com. 
www.thinkingdog.com. And I have a little freebie there that's completely free, and I have about five or six videos there that you can watch and see some of the Facebook Marketing Manager things um, that I teach, but it's specifically just for, you know, setting up somebody's Facebook page and, you know, kind of running that, uh, running a Facebook page for someone, because that's kind of what, you know, that's one of the, the things that you could do as a as someone who wants to get started again on the, on, on part time and and just doing um, providing one service. Excellent. That's the end of today's show. Thanks to everyone who joined us, and thank you, Kate, for coming on the show. The online marketing show every day with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.